Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a teaching with TBA rabbinic resident David Kaplinsky. So we're back to next week's Midrash tonight where we take a look at uh, some of the Midrashic sources uh, that are talking about um, the Parsha that we just read at Mincha. So uh, we had Mishpatim this week, and next week is Truma, um, the giving of gifts for the Mishkan, for the sanctuary in the desert. Um, And so we're going to look a little bit at that. And kind of interestingly, the Midrashim that I saw are often very less focus on the the gifts that we gave and more focus on the gifts given to us, um, namely the Torah. So you'll see sort of how the uh, the Midrashist kind of turns our gifts on its head and and wants to concentrate on uh, the, the the major gift, kind of the um, you know the the ideal gift being the Torah. Uh, in comparison to also our lovely gifts to the Mishkan. Um, so I'll pass these out for you. One sec. Um, okay, so as we're passing uh, these sheets around, we'll just um, start with what we just read, um, which is just, just the first couple lines of Truma to give us a little framing. And, and oftentimes a lot of the Midrashim, especially the Amoraic Midrashim, uh, the ones written by... Uh, folks in Bavel and Eretz Israel um, around the 600s CE, um, they often are going to focus a lot on the first line of the Torah portion, and they'll do all sorts of uh, midrashim, all sorts of different interpretations based on this first line. So this is no different. So the verse uh, is, the verses say, Vayidaberonai el Moshe Mor, daber el b'nei Yisrael, vayichuli Truma me'et kol ish asher yidvenu libo tichu et trumati. Right, so uh, God spoke to Moses saying, speak to the people of Israel and have them take for me uh, a gift, literally singular gift, but I think implied plural gifts, um, from every person whose heart, um, whose heart is, is, is generous, who feels so, so inclined to do so, uh, take my gifts, Right. So that's kind of the, the, the foundation that we, we have this story of the Israelites having to give gifts for the Mishkan, and eventually we'll see that they bring too much, and Moses has to say, you know, okay, enough, enough, you're, you're doing great, just to show how generous um, the people of Israel are um, in, in this quest. So we're going to see this kind of flipping on its head. So they're going to seize on this word vayikhu, right, vayikhu, uh, have them take, right, for me, by Khuli. So Midrash Tanhuma, kind of have a, a brief Midrash first that we're going to look at uh, quickly. And then uh, one is from Tanhuma, and then the next one is from uh, Shmot Rabbah. Um, and Shmot Rabbah, I think, kind of like uh, pulls out some of the details. Tanhuma seems to kind of like maybe be familiar with this Shmot Rabbah text and does kind of a a brief of it, but we miss some details of, of why it's even talking about what it's talking about. So we'll kind of come back to see how they compare. Um, okay, so it says, Vayichuli truma, zesha mar katuv, ki lekach tov natati lachem. Right, and we 
Testaments. We may be familiar with that uh, from um, putting the Torah away. Oftentimes that's sung. Um, right? Torah ti alta zovu being the next line. Uh, so, for I have given you a good possession, do not forsake my teaching, right? Is the, is the following line. Torah ti alta zovu. So it says, Rabbi Shimon ben Laki, Amar Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, Shnei perak matotin omdin ze im ze, Echad biyado metachsa, all right, so we have, Rabbi Shimon has explained this verse um, with this kind of parable. He says, once there were two merchants who were traveling together. One of them held a bolt of silk material in his hand, while the other held some pepper. They said to each other, let us exchange our merchandise. One took the pepper and the other took the silk. What one of them had previously owned was no longer his, and that which the other had owned was likewise no longer his. Okay, and here's where we get the point. Um, right, but the Torah is not like this. Right, it's not, uh, it's not an exchangeable thing in the exact same way. How is that so? Right, so if one person learns tractate zeraim, right, the the tractate of of seeds of farming law, and the other one learns the tractate of the holidays, right? This is, I think, Mishnah, the whole section, the whole section of Mishnah on holidays. If they teach it one to the other, we find that one of them knows both, and the other one knows both, right? So it's not a commodity. In the same way that you can trade some kind of resource to the other person, it's it's a kind of free resource. I can have it, and you can have it at the same time. Um, so that's that's the the special uh, gift of the Torah. And then so it ends. Truly, is there any merchandise more valuable than this? Therefore, ki lekachtov natati lachem. Therefore, that's the meaning of I give you a good possession, right? So. The, the Midrash is taking this, this, um, this root, lakach, right? The possession, the thing that you take, right? Which is exactly what God says for the Israelites, that they should take for themselves uh, gifts and to get for me, right? That they're going to take it in their hands to dedicate um, as gifts for the, te- for the Mishkan. And simultaneously, God has given us a good gift, and they're kind of comparing the, the the very nice gifts that we gave to dedicate to God, and God uh, gives right right back, but gives a gift that is even beyond the material things that the Israelites were be able were able to dedicate, because it's a gift that's not material. It, it can belong to all of us at the same time. Any um any any thoughts or questions so far about this midrash? Um, why maybe? It, why maybe the Midrash decides to talk about the Torah and not about the gifts that we gave? Any any thoughts on that? Yes. Sure. If you have a different question, go ahead. Yeah. Right. So we were saying that... that uh, remind me your first name? Alan. Thank you, Alan. Uh, forgive me on that one. So Alan was saying that uh, that, you know, usually, you know, the way that it's translated is you'll bring for me gifts, right? But the word is actually, you'll take for me gifts, which seems 
is usually more of the receiving end, as we see in something like lekach tov, right? The possession um, is actually something that we're giving away, and so that that I think that's 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 spot on. That they're playing on the fact that of this strange word for giving is actually taking. Um, so there must be, I think they're seeing in this, there must be some kind of connection with um, the fact that the Torah is this thing that we received, and then in like some way we're giving back all that we can, which is possessions, not something as, as good as the Torah. Yes, Alan. Right. Yes, right. So so Alan was also saying that the the possession aspect comes up in the the giving and the taking between the two the two merchants, right? That that there's there's literally a give and take between them in their relationship. Um, that that it's also playing on that. Very nice. nice. Yes. Interesting. Right. Yes. Okay. So very good. So so highlighting the difference between the things that we we give temporarily are, are not uh, com- comparable to the to the gifts that we take that are received forever, right? Some things like the Torah that are possessions, but but a, a more permanent possession than any physical possession that we could. Did I did I get that mostly right for you? Okay, great. Um, cool. So let's continue on with this with what uh, Shmot Rabbah does with this text. And how it's similar and different, and we'll, we'll maybe uh, there's there's a really uh, great uh, conclusion to it. So look out for that. Um, so Shmot Rabbah says, and they shall bring me gifts by Chuli Truma, Hadahu Dichtiv. This is as it is written: For I have given you a good possession. Do not forsake my teaching. So it starts out exactly the same. Um, do not forsake the purchase that I gave to you. When people buy things. Their purchase has gold but no silver, or silver but no gold. But the purchase that I have to you has silver. As it is said, the sayings of God are sayings pure like smelted silver. It has gold, as it is said, more lovely than gold and uh, more lovely than gold and than much fine gold. That's almost English. Uh, you know, community translation is like that. People buy fields but not vineyards. And vineyards, but not fields. But this purchase has in it both vineyards and fields. As it is said, your shoots are an orchard of pomegranates. Okay, so, so far, how is this analysis different than what what we had in, in Tanhuma? We have, you know, previously we had just kind of saying that these two guys are exchanging physical things and the Torah is not like that. But what, what's... What's different about this uh, this comparison here? Yeah, right, right. So we're not talking about the exchange, but the value of what's exchanged. Very good. Um, I think added on to that, uh, the, the difference I see is that we're actually talking about the physical things. The Torah is being compared to physical objects, whereas Tanhuma said, no, it's not like any physical objects that there's, you know, give and take in that way or trade in that way. It actually is, the best we can do is compare it to physical objects, right? It has gold in it, but but it's, but it's it has everything that a physical object could have, right? It, usually individual things only have one thing or the other. The Torah actually has a whole uh, collection of these physical qualities of, of, of valuable 
beautiful things. So I think it's a little different. It's like actually clinging a little bit more towards the physical. And I think also the the line that that um, we didn't read from the from the, the the first verses of this parsha says continues on and says bring to me gold and silver and copper and all these different colored linens and things like that. So I think there's a little um, reference to the gifts that the Israelites gave. And the Torah has all of those qualities, not just one, not just bringing gold, not just bringing silver, uh, but, but, but everything that you need. Um, and, and even extends to fields and vineyards. Um, great. Any other thoughts? Questions so far? Keep rolling. Okay. So the next part. Uh, okay. So this is an interesting section. Someone makes a purchase and others do not know what it is. <laughs> interesting situation. You bought something for Macy's and your friend's like, what the hell is that? Uh, <laughs> excuse my language. Um, uh, but the rule. Okay. So aval. Okay, so this is an interesting thing. This There were kind of two translations built in here. We'll start with the reward. But the reward of the middleman makes it clear what he bought. Okay, so what does that mean? It also says, or the inebriation. So depending on if you read it with a sin or a shin, you get sachar or shechar, right? Or like, like shikor, right? Like someone who's... Who's drunk? So we'll see why either could work. Probably the reward is a more likely translation, but I thought it was kind of interesting and funny that that's a possibility. So the, the middleman makes it clear what he bought. What does that mean? So it is with the Torah. A person doesn't know what it is except from the reward or inebriation that Moshe took. As it is said, Moshe did not know that the skin of his face was radiant since he had spoken with him. Okay, so so the idea is that Moses' glow, when he gets the Torah, um, kind of points to everybody, and Moses is the ultimate middleman between the people of Israel and God. Um uh, the glow that he has is either his reward or his inebriation, which I think is just kind of funny that the glow is compared to, you know, potentially to him being, you know, drunk or, or you know, having this kind of physical stimulation from God. Um, so, so the fact that he is glowing is showing how precious the Torah is. It's, it's made someone glow, right? People don't understand what it is until they saw the effect that it had on Moshe. Uh, and there are purchases that one who sells them is sold along with them. Uh, the Holy Blessed One said to, said to Israel, I sell to you my Torah, and as if such a thing could be, I am sold along with it. As it is said, and they shall bring me gifts. And I think what's how are they saying that God is sold along with the with the Torah? Vayikhu li, right? That you that you will take for me. I mean, literally, you will take me with the Torah, right? So again, there's something. Even though this verse is discussing the Israelites giving 
they, they read in this lakach, in this verb of taking, they can't disconnect it from the Torah, which is the ultimate taking, possession. Um, and so we'll, we'll get a little bit more into this, but I think it's just a really interesting idea that, uh, that God is sold along with the Torah, right? That it's a, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a double deal. It's built in. Yes, Alan. Right. Say, say a little more how it, how it shows that. Right. Yeah. Right. So it supports the, the, the fact that Lakach really is the, the taking, the things that you really are holding on to. You know, you're both kind of giving those individual things, but it's really about the, the things that you get to keep in the giving action, right? The, the Torah that you get to keep uh, that's part of this, this whole process of making the Mishkan. Um, okay. Any other? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we're getting some clarification. Yeah. Right. So in the process of giving something, you actually get to take something out of it. You know, it's the, it's the kind of classic idea that, you know, the person who gives also receives some kind of good feeling or feeling of doing what's right. Um, yeah, that, that, that within giving, there is a taking that is, more permanent than the thing that you just gave away. You know, that you'll always remember that you gave that thing. Right. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's complicated. Don't get me wrong, right? The, 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 the whole thing is based on the weirdness of something that clearly it seems like they're bringing, but the verb just says taking. And the, and the taking is for the rabbis, right away they go to lekach tov, the, the ultimate possession, the, the best possession is the Torah. Uh, okay, so let's continue. So we have another mashal, another parable. Uh, of course, it's to a king. When we have parables, they're often to a king. So this is similar to a king who had only one daughter. One of the kings came and took her and sought to go back to his land and to marry her. He said to him, my daughter who I have given to you is my only one. I cannot bear to separate from her. But to tell you that you cannot take her is also impossible, since she is your wife. Rather, do me this favor, that everywhere you go, make me a small room, a kiton, so that I can live with you, for I cannot leave my daughter. Now, this might not be the ideal wedded situation. You don't always want your, your father-in-law to move in with you uh, right when you get married, but it's an interesting idea, this love. So said God to Israel, I have given you the Torah. I cannot bear to separate from here, from her. And to tell you not to take her is also impossible. Rather, everywhere you go, make me one house so that I can live within it. As it is said, li mikdash, and make me a sanctuary. Okay, so there's this beautiful, you said it's so cute over there. Is that what it is? You're having fun? Great. Okay, so our, our rat. <laughs> our our <laughs> rabbis were, were joking about using this under the chuppah uh, for <laughs> for couples. Maybe uh, n- not the first not the first thing you you want to want to use. Um, but in this relationship between God and Israel, you know, God is not just attached to us, but how is it describing the Torah? I mean, how, how in in relation to God? Yeah, God's child, God's daughter, right? That has been given away to us. 
uh, in marriage, right? And, and yes, Rabbi Schatz. Mm. Well, I should have just given Rabbi Schatz the microphone, but I'll, I'll do my, it was well said. Um, so Rabbi Schatz was saying this idea of, of the middleman sort of reminds her of, of giving something away to like a thrift shop, right? Something that was valuable to you, but will be more valuable to to other people. You know, that is part of the giving that you feel like it, that that somebody else is going to get better use and a more appreciation out of it. And similar um, to um, the relationship of a father and daughter or son is that, you know, the father or parent feels that this this uh, this care and this attachment to their child, obviously, but they see that in 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 their child's spouse that that they're going to see something different. They're going to get something new uh, and get something new. They're going to appreciate that person in a different way that they can't. That 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 is uh, specifically part of that relationship. Um, and similarly, we we are given the Torah in a way we're, we're given it because we can appreciate it perhaps in a way that God just having it as God's possession or daughter or whatever you whatever metaphor you want to use um, won't uh, won't allow it to be appreciated by the most people. Any other? Yes, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. So Tom was saying similarly that that the Torah doesn't get to reach its full potential if it just is a heavenly device, right? It's similar to to the midrashim um, of the angels saying like. Don't give them that Torah. Those people, they won't appreciate it. And Moses comes up and says, like, this is made for us, right? It, it gets its uh, it, the most use and the most value out of it when it's uh, part of humanity's life. Um, and similar to that, the, the, the same thing with, with, with the daughter is that you want to watch your child grow up to be able to, um, to, to have these, these deeper connections that um, you have some kind of connection with, but but in a way that you could never have. Um, yes. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Right. So so we were saying that um, God God is kind of retiring in a certain way, giving us some room. So it's that idea of God's like simsum, right? Kind of making room for us to to grow by giving the Torah and kind of backing away. Now this midrash too seems to also have God. Backing away, but also not, right? God is, is, is part of the thing, and that's how they think they get. I think this Midrash versus Tanhuma makes it a little more clear, the connection, right? That the giving of the Torah, which preceded this Parsha, is, is, is part of the process of building the Mishkan, right? That, that in, in order to, to give the Torah, God also needs, in giving it away, God also wants to be close with us, right? That God has sort of lost some, and close to the Torah, that God has lost some connection with the Torah as well as us, and that uh, that we're building this Mishkan to, so that there is still that connection between God and the Torah, but on earth, in our presence, not just in heaven. Yes. Right, great, great. So Jason was saying that in in giving the Torah, your God is perpetuating, you know, God's teeth. Yeah, belief in God, right? The teaching of God, um, and 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 needs this this place for that, um, for for God's presence to be there and to come to life. And I think there's just this connection of of uh, 
you know, that, that God has this connection to us, but also God is part of the Torah. And, and this space that we're creating in this, in the Midrash's idea is a space so that closeness between God and teaching and the propagation that it represents of God's law um, are, are still close together, but not in heaven and uh, very much in our presence. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.